We found Trent Woodhill. Don't know where he was, but we've got him now on the other end of the line. Trent Woodhill, of course, a former assistant coach of the New Zealand side, uh, deeply entrenched in batting coaching over in uh, the West Island, including uh, time now with the Melbourne Stars. G'day, Trent. House tricks? G'day, mate. Thanks for having me. Sorry about that. I was throwing balls. Oh, that's okay, mate. Any time. <laughs> I'm glad you answered. So let's look back at that uh, day-night test match. Was the, was the toss way too influential in your mind? It is. Unfortunately, the, the, the worst thing about a pink ball test is the toss. Everything else I love. But it just seems to be that if the team wins a toss and bats for four sessions, it's game over. So how do you change that? What, do you, what has to be done? Uh, maybe start times. I reckon it can be pushed back an hour and a half. Um, I reckon you know more of the game can be played under under twilight or day, and and day. I'm um, sorry, night time. The better. Um, it still seems to be a lot of the games played in you know, two sessions or in the in the, in the day. So maybe it's got to be um, two sessions in the night if that's if that's possible. I'm not sure about the hours, but it, it potentially it's possible. So you know what you know. You're coaching New Zealand. They lose the toss, and you know what's coming. What what do you change the way? New Zealand went about their business in, in this test specifically, Trent? I think too. I think it's preparation. And, and it's not so much that New Zealand prepared wrong. They just didn't have enough of the preparation that they need to do well in Australian conditions. And it's as far as it comes going from going from the Mount to, to um, Perth and playing at Optus Stadium for the first time. I don't think anyone had ever played there before. The nets um, at the back of the stadium are very bouncy, a lot different to the pitch as well. So you know, having to having to deal with that um, prep beforehand, without a game, without a pink ball test, it makes it tough. So then you chuck in losing the toss, plus facing the best pink ball bowler in the world, Mitchell Stark. It's um, it's a difficult assignment. How do you deal with him, Mitchell Stark? What would your advice be? Oh, geez, it's tough. It's tough, and I, I keep in touch with some of the New Zealand boys, and you know and that it, it, it's it's very difficult because of just because the, um, the options he has in getting you out. Um, I think just in relation to the pink ball, you, you need to be able to get get opposition bowling before they get you, and inevitably you get that wrong. You target the wrong bowler. Um, so you know, I think I think in terms of Mitchell Stark, it's it's, it's basically looking to score from him um, and and just protecting your stumps as much as possible. But that that's difficult. That's difficult to do when you've had no pink ball prep on that wicket. So we've got a break now. The, obviously, the break should have been beforehand, so we've got some kind of lead-in, so it's almost like an ambush, yep. but they've got time now to work on that. Do you chuck the baby out with the bathwater? What do you actually take from that test match that you can apply to the second two? Because the series has not gone yet. No, no, it's not. And we, look, hopefully Bolt, Bolt comes back in. Bolt will trouble the Australian, Australian order. And I think you look at the positives, you look at the glass half full, um, that there was inroads made on, on the Australian batting lineup. Um, yet uh, Martin Slabashane is, is, a, is a concern. He's, he's scoring runs at will. But other, other players in that order um, you know, have failed a couple of times in a row now. So I think it's putting pressure on those players especially and limit the scoring of, of Manus and, and probably a Warner. Um, but, but then likewise, you know, from their own batting, you know, what can Jeet Ravel do to, to improve where he's at? Do you need to make a change there? Um, Taylor and Taylor and Williamson, world-class, and, you know, the others such as Watley and Co. Yeah, there, there's runs in them as well. I don't think they're too far off. So as, as much as it was a big, big, big um, margin of victory for, for the Australians, I, I think the, the Kiwis will come back strong in the next test. How much different would it have been? Not that you can predict the future that never happened. If that New Zealand had won the toss and the shoe had been on the other foot, would it have made much of a difference? I think it would. Yeah, I mean, history suggests. I think not as big as the other way around, purely because Australia had played Pakistan in a, in a pink ball game and they, they're used to their own conditions and they're all used to batting at Optus Stadium. But 
yeah, I still think it would have, it would have made for a closer contest, that's for sure. What about, and we're joined by uh, Trent Woodhill, a former New Zealand assistant coach, also uh, up to his eyeballs in coaching over in Australia at the moment, specifically with the Melbourne Stars. Did you spot any technical deficiencies in any of our players that may need to be addressed ahead of Melbourne? I think it's, it's interesting. What, what I tell some of these players coming here is it's not so much that your technique is going to be exposed. It's just that you, you, can't, you can't bat the way you do at home. And if you look at the Latham dismissal, that's in the first innings. That's a common dismissal in Australia where normally he plays that off his hip in New Zealand for one, gets off strike, pressure off. You, if you commit to that defence too early, the ball moves, the ball bounces, um, then it, it forces a leading edge. Or even you know, Kane's dismissal uh, with that catch from Smith was that you know that you're looking just to run the ball off a full face down to down to third man. That the, the ball comes on quicker, so it takes a, a chunk of the bat. Even though it look, might look off the middle, it carries to second slip. So it's 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 you're making sure that you're hitting the ball in Australia and that you don't commit too early to what you want to do. Um, and that's that, that's some of the Pakistan players made the, the same mistake as is what Latham did. Um, you know where they where they normally play off their hip at ease, they, it, it brings catches into play, whether it's the slips or, or the bowler. So that's that's the change I'd look at uh, from from these players, rather than say changing your technique, it's more so changing your strategy and adjusting it to the type. And they're, yeah. they're smart yeah. enough. I mean, you've watched them for long enough now, Trent. Do you think that they should be able to action these these slight changes? Well, it's difficult now, but in the days gone by where they come out and play two two warm up matches, they could they could get a feel for it and they could really you know really practice it. But now they're they're literally stepping off the plane into the fire, so it's it makes it it makes it difficult. Um, so you, you you need to have experience around around those conditions, and unfortunately, everyone is losing away from home. Um, you know, even the Australians were two two in England in a five match series. So you need to find information about uh, the, the conditions you're going in and. You know, probably the, the, the coaching staff in New Zealand haven't had a lot of experience in that conditions either because it's a new venue. So it's tough to have a discussion amongst senior players, new players and coaches around that venue, whereas the, the MCG, they'll have, a, they'll have a lot more knowledge um, about how that plays and what that looks like over five days. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they'll, they'll, they'll bounce back and do well in that test. Nice word, that bounce. Uh, we had the uh, head coach, Gary Stead, on the program about 25 minutes ago, and he suggested that yeah. we don't want to make a, uh, a knee-jerk reaction when it comes to deciding the fate of Jeet Ravel. It's not really knee-jerk. He's been in terrible form for quite a long time now. What do you do with this guy? Well, I think, I think the best, the best cover I've heard in sport of late was, was Eddie Jones in the World Cup when, when he talked about a player not being dropped, but just changing their role. And sometimes... Because it is a squad mentality, these guys on the road together all the time. Sometimes you need to pull a player out, take him to the garage, give him a service, work out what, what's wrong, and then then bring them back in. He's obviously got a healthy appetite to bat and score runs. He's just having a tough time at the moment. So, so it's knowing when also to pull a player out for their best interests. Players will always ask to be backed. So you can't you can't blame a player for continuing to want to play because they want they want to do well. But you know, personally, I'm saying, mate, we're going, to, we're going to take you out of this next game or two. We're going to keep you with us, and we're going to work at, at the areas where maybe you're not having much success, um, rather than, than the old way of just dropping a player and then he goes to the back of the queue. Uh, I don't think that's right either. So I don't think it's a knee-jerk reaction, but you need to find you need to find runs at the top of the order to put pressure on the Australian bowling attack so that they're, they're bowling longer spells and they're bowling more often and not resting as much. That's that's a trick with with, with the Australian team.